Hello, welcome to Social Work Made Accessible. I'm Dominic. I'm Rachel. Join us in this podcast where we have conversations exploring our profession, the practice, and people's perspectives. So welcome to today's podcast. The title of this episode is Do Social Workers Have to Be Nice? And uh, I'm the one leading the today's conversation topic. So yeah. Uh, that means that it's a question that I've had on my mind. So I can distinctly... Okay, so there, there, there was only one part to this story, but since since we came up with this topic, there's a part two to why I have this question. Okay. So uh, the initial part of the story has to do with my experience not being a nice person. Oh, okay. So uh, generally, I think most people would say that I'm snarky. I've heard the word snarky. Really, man? Yes, yes. Maybe, Dominic, you haven't experienced the full effect of it yet. Or maybe maybe you're, at the, <laughs> you're at the beginning stage. <laughs> or perhaps then we can, we can just, we can just uh, match each other at that level. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, someone, oh, yeah, I rem- yeah, someone called me snarky this month, I remember. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but I was a lot more like sarcastic, I think, last time. I'm very impatient. Yeah, so... Uh, this was something that like, I struggled with, this perception uh, in year one, sem two. Yeah, I think it should be year one, sem two. I remember sitting in, yeah, yeah, it's a 2K module. I think it's like 2105. So, uh, about micro skills, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then okay. I remember thinking like, okay. And I remember being surrounded, okay. Because I think that was also, that semester was the year where like you kind of see who is in this social work batch with you right like everyone has decided that this is what they're gonna do yeah. so this is the people the people that you're gonna journey with for the next like three and a half years yeah and then you're eventually gonna work out uh, go into the workforce with all of these people yeah so i remember seeing like all of these really sweet girls <laughs> everywhere and then you were just like so nice and then they were like talking with the people they knew and then they were like oh how are you how are you yeah, like, yeah yeah very very yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to ask anyone how they are. Like, I just, <laughs> I just wanna like, yeah. Okay, but I remember like reading the textbook. I think when I was at home and like mm. thinking to myself, I am none of these things. Like, I I do not communicate effectively in any of these ways. Mm. And how in the world am I supposed to? Like, I don't do it in my personal capacity. Mm. Like, what more like? I have to be like this eight hours every day when I go and work. Yeah. So so I remember having having that struggle, yeah, with the incongruence that between like the expectation of who I'm supposed to be and who I really was. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to add a layer to characterization of, of a social worker, like recently I have received feedbacks from my colleague that initially I gave them the impression that I was unapproachable. So, <laughs> this was given to me by two people mm. so like you get it kind of sets you thinking right like what was i doing or like what kind of aura did i present such yeah. that people who are like adults and like professionals like working people they think that i am unapproachable mm. yeah so what, what are your thoughts on this characterization I remember also very clearly I was walking into uh, counselling theories and I walked into the lecture hall uh, and then I sat down. Then all these social workers around me or like since because I'm a late declarer so they've known each other for some time Mm. and they were talking to one another uh, and everyone seemed really, really like jovial and nice. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, they were really, really happy. You know, the, the vibes are just so different. I think, I don't know, they're just happy, law. They're just very happy. And, and then we went into the lecture. And I had so many questions. Uh, but like, I was like, wait, why isn't there anyone else asking these questions? Everyone was just like downloading mm. the information. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, huh? No, this doesn't seem to be, be realistic. Oh, this doesn't seem to be. So, so I think I started asking. And I don't know, perhaps the, 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 the impression that I gave off was like, hey, who's this new guy? So critical. Uh, everything also must challenge. So um, you were asking questions. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was, like, I think that was me also. Yeah, so, so it's just like, hey, how come I'm the only one that's just asking questions? So I was like, wait, this is very, very different. But at the same time, I know during the breaks that I spoke to some of them, they were genuinely nice. Lah. Yeah, so I, I, I can see where the impression comes from, from a student level. But uh, when I think about my own placements, actually, no, I don't think social workers were seen as nice. So maybe that's, I mean, I've already declared myself as not so nice. Uh, what about you, Dominic? Do you see yourself as a nice person? Oh uh, no, definitely not. I'm just gonna be very outright about it. I'm definitely not a nice person. Simply because I just don't think that when it comes to, to interacting with people, niceness is that initial impression that you give off. But I think deep inside there's a lot of things that you want to say. And more often than not, I find myself being comfortable to say the things that I really feel. And that might not necessarily be very nice to hear lah. And so, because of that, not nice to hear, I think it therefore gives me the impression that I'm not nice. Um, Is this something you thought yourself or like other people have told you before? Uh, maybe both. Perhaps more of the first. I think because I just feel like there's really no need for me to be around the bush or like to try and make something sound better than it is. Uh, I think that there's that desire for me to just say it as it is and call it out as it is. Because I think that there's a productivity in terms of like objective discussion of things rather than just being nice <laughs> mm. actually maybe why don't we define I feel like we have slightly different definitions of nice yeah sure. yeah why don't we define what what that is like how would you define niceness because what I'm hearing it has to do with what you communicate out yeah okay so I think niceness comes very much okay if I were to define niceness it would be in what the person is perceiving about you and what you're saying. So you're right. It falls very much in the pillar of communication. Yeah. Mm. So then that forms a perception of whether you are nice or not. And then how does the person respond from that? Mm. I think my, my definition is slightly different from yours. I think mine has to do with behavior also. Mm-hmm. A, a behavior and speech la, in the way that, you know, you know how sometimes like, there's a problem, right? Oh, we have to stack some chairs. Then mm. like, People will be like, no lie, you stack. Uh, no, I can stack and help. Then like, no, 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 I can help. You go, you go, that kind. Or like, who wants the fruits? Then like, you want, you want. Then like, I don't, I don't. I don't you, know, you can have it, that kind. So like, to me, that is, it's a very, I feel like it's very, it's not very productive. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's like, it's like people should just say what they want. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're actually kind of talking about the same things, right? It's just a matter of like, what is the ultimate. How it's presented. Yeah, yeah. So, so my hypothesis is that actually a lot of people don't say what they want. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my hypothesis. And if people really say what they want, I think the general per- perception of what is nice will be perhaps a little less. So why do you think this is a characteristic of social worker? Because I mean, we were saying, you were saying just now about like in sociology, like the vibes are really different. Mm. And in political science, it's definitely different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like, a bit of horror stories about political science where they can... More cut I disagree with you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, why do you think um, 
there is this characterization. So why is this why is there this characterization of that social workers are nice? Or at least I feel like at the undergraduate level. Uh, mm. I think no, I don't really have that. I mean it still comes into play, I think, in the workplace a little bit, but not so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's my observation also. I think maybe it stems from a whole I want to help people thing. Whereby when you want to help people, I think generally you you have a preference for someone's well-being above your own. So maybe when you enter into the conversation, you're actually thinking about what this person, like how can I value this person's opinions? And I think that's the like dominant frame. I'm not trying to say that that's my frame because that's definitely not my frame. <laughs> I'm like, I want to help people, but I think it comes from a place of objective discussion. The, the sooner you put out what you genuinely want, it's going to be a lot easier to have that conversation. So, so I, I'm guessing also like how we help in our personal capacity. So example, if we're being nice as a friend, it's also very different from if we're being nice as a professional, like how effective that may be. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, because I, I mean, to put uh, someone else's welfare before mine is I mean, it's definitely not a bad thing. Mm. Yeah, but it's very different what that looks like as a worker. That. Yeah, so how about you? What's your like, hypothesis on this? Like, why do you think that, that social workers are nice? And I think that people will actually agree with us. Meaning that if we were to ask, do you find that social workers are nice? Or at least at the undergraduate level, are, are social workers nice? I think most, of, most people would say yes. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that idea of like the... It sounds very bad if I say do gooder, but like I think really the sense that I got from all of these people who joined, they really wanted to do good in society. Mm. Yeah, they have this heart to just like love people and like help people. Yeah, uh, with with their whole self. Yeah, and uh, I think that really permeated through themselves as a person. Like, that's why I feel like, yeah, like what I said, like, I think it's a really genuine sense of niceness. And but I think that there might be some underlying need to present that nice version of ourselves because everyone is that way also. Yeah, so it's more social norms. And like I think it's more yeah. like the norms of the social work. Correct. Students. Okay, so I, I thought about this. I think you might have it might come from a whole idea of like what do people usually initially perceive social work to be. So social work is probably um, collaborative. Uh, mm. and, and so I, I think about this from like a private sector versus a, a social work sector kind of thing. Like the private sector, there's, there's one element that is very evident, which is competition. Um, mm. Because of competition, I think people set aside their niceness and it becomes a very objective drive it becomes like a, okay, we, we need to be better. Uh, so mm. sometimes that often either results in you pushing yourself up or you push someone else down. So that's the, that's the private sector. When it comes to the social service sector, to me, we have, common, we have a common enemy, which is in some ways the vulnerability, the inequality that we experience. So mm. it's, it's naturally, I don't think there's an element of competition. I'm not talking about the intermediate steps there, like for example, competing for like certain projects or whatnot. I'm talking more about at the end of the day, we all want to achieve the same goal. Yeah. Which is to which is the well-being of an individual or a system. And because of that, it speaks more of collaboration. And when it comes to collaboration, then to me it feels like okay, I need to be collaborative law. Then naturally I think that's a bit more nice. Mm. So they then mixed with idealism mm. <laughs> at the undergraduate level, because we're like, okay, we want to help people. But when you go into the professional, uh, at least, I mean, as you go into the workforce, then you realize, uh, yeah, the parameters in which I need to help people are beginning to form. And I realize yeah. that maybe niceness doesn't function so well here. 
Okay, I think we're kind of like leading into the next question then. So I think we're kind of talking about like what's the impact or like consequence of being nice, right? Mm. Yeah, so you, you talked a lot about objectivity mm. and why that's important to move things. And I think you also talked about how idealism and how that, that kind of seeps away as we, <laughs> as we immerse ourselves more and more into, into the world. Yeah. yeah, so what do you think are some consequences or the impact of being... Okay, I guess there's nothing wrong with being nice. Yeah, but if we rely on niceness alone, mm. yeah, is it sufficient? And what's the impact if we do? If we do, yeah. Well, it's a hard question. Yeah, maybe you can. Do you have any ideas on this first before, like, you, maybe you can present that? I can, like, oh, okay, like, think, right, right off that momentum. I think there are like a few layers to this. I think there's there's like professional to professional. Then there's like organizational. Then I think there's also like professional to client. Mm. Yeah. So I think it, it hits at different levels, lah. Yeah, I think um, when I think professional to professional, be it one worker to another worker within the same organization or outside, sometimes like the boundaries of the work have to be clearly laid out. We cannot cannot be both people want to help in the same way at the same time. Yeah, so I think sometimes there has to be in that process of demarcating uh, our roles, right? Like sometimes you also have to like defend that you know this is the limit of what we can do like you are asking me to do something that is not in either not in my capacity or like the client is not willing to talk about this thing I feel like whenever I'm in that position where I have to communicate that I come off as not being the nicest because mm. it's, as, it's as though I don't want to do this but it's not that I don't want to do this it's that it's not my role to do this or I'm not in the best place position to do this mm. Mm. yeah and okay I find that sometimes, so maybe there's this idea of collaboration, but I think there's also always this element of uh, time and effort. There's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> a lot of people don't want to put work. So everyone would rather have someone else put in the time and effort to do that mm, thing. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so you I find that that's the distinguishing thing when it comes to at least the workforce and like professional to professional relationships. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, sometimes there's a lot of like shoving around of who should do what. Wait, so this, this kind of runs along, I mean, against the grain in which we're talking about, right? Which means that actually at that level, social workers are not nice. Yeah, but it's not about niceness. Because to me, right, it's about how we see our role. And okay. when people take it personally, if they take it personally that I, I, I don't want to do this, and it makes it sound as though I'm not being nice. But I'm telling you, it's not because of how nice or not nice I want to be. But oh. it's about, it's really about like, am I in the best position to do this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And objectively, if you were to really think about it, then the answer might be no lah. I mean, if I was, if I'm agreeable to it, I would, I hope lah that I'm objective enough to say that yeah, that I, I think I can do this and I can give you, I can tell you why. But if I really am not, then I'm going to tell you upfront, not because I'm trying to push the responsibility away from me. Yeah, so, so I think that's one element where we might, the niceness kind of gets, it kind of gets a bit touchy, I think. Mm. Yeah. I think that I'm actually more on your end. I mean, on your side for this. I don't really think that people within the working world uh, would feel a need to actually maintain that niceness. At the end of the day, I think it's a lot more about the responsibilities that you have to play. Mm. And I actually agree with you that it's a matter of time and effort, right? Rather than saying, oh, I don't want to do the job. It's more like, oh, um, firstly, this is not within my responsibility. Secondly, if someone else could do this on their time and effort, then it would be a lot helpful, a lot and more helpful. And I think sometimes it's so like, 
who is best placed to do it in relation to the client. Okay. Yeah, like I could do it, but if I do it like strategically, I might not be the best person to do it. Yeah, so I guess on yeah. that level, right, then no way, eh, social workers don't have to be nice. I mean, in fact, I think they should. I think niceness has to has to take a like a huge backseat. Uh. But I feel like some people like take it personally. <laughs> oh, is like, it? When the conversation, yeah, it's like they want, it's like they're just like, I want you to do it. Then I'm like, no, I might not be the best person. Then they're also not being nice. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so I think that's on one level. Then I think on another level, I think, I think, like, I think I agree with what you were saying just now about how objective contribution is important. Mm. And I see this on a lot of levels. I mean, I see this like in undergraduate as well as in any kind of discussion. I yeah. don't know if it's a Singapore thing or if it's a social work thing. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been in any other sector, so I can't really speak on behalf of them. But I feel like everyone is just very agreeable. But <laughs> like everyone is just like, yeah. Or like, you know, if you ask for any feedback and thoughts, out of 10, maybe 7 is like all positive affirmations of the thing, like reinforcing the positive affirmation. Mm, 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 and then like mm. 2 or 3 are minor criticisms. And mm. I feel like we feel bad to criticize. And I think it's quite ironic because, you know, in our work with, with clients, we talk a lot about taking relational risks. Mm. Yeah, so like we open up or we also expect the client to take that relational risk with us. But we seem very, very fearful to do that in our own capacities. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's also something that is a very curious thing. That so are you about to like make a value judgment on this? Meaning like, so it should it be or should it not be kind of thing? As I'm just wondering like, with this whole train of thought, mm-hmm. then would you want to actually make a conclusion or would you want to say that it's very contextual? Because I would ultimately think it's very much contextual. I feel right that like people have, I mean, I'm not saying you should criticize every single situation because then I think people might perceive you as a cynic. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but I mean, the general stance that I choose to take is that I'm going to critique something and then I'm going to offer like a a solution, the best solution that I can for now. I'm not just critiquing it because I want to say nasty things about it. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Okay. but I, I feel like most people are choosing their battle and they just let a lot of battles slide. Mm. Yeah. I feel like... Um, and do you think that's on the basis of being nice? I think on some level, like I think they, it, it could be because uh, it is effortful again. I think that's one. Yeah, but I think also there is this general perception that, you know, um, you gotta like suss out the vibes and like, and see if you take that relational risk and there might be consequence. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, but I do think like there is an art to criticism. Like recently I've been uh, observing certain people who are very good at communicating a criticism, mm. a critique, mm. but before that really cushioning it with a lot of genuine love and warmth, you know. Like it's really a beautiful thing to see. Like I, I wish I had that level of affirmative um warmth towards another person yeah Yeah, because I think you want to make people you want to recognize people for the effort that they do Mm. and at the same time to contribute back but I think that's the challenge that I face like sometimes I find it very hard to see the effort that other people put in and then that makes me feel like I'm not being nice how come like these people can see such like so strength based you know Mm. like yeah then that's something I wrestle with Mm, so, so, so I think now it's more like an innate 
uh, ability or I don't know, an innate nature of niceness. La. Is that what you're going towards? I feel like it's not innate. I feel it's cultivated. Like these people are very, very aware of what they want to do. So they want to give this critique and then they are going to genuinely cushion it with a lot of love before that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I see that, I see that. But then it goes back then to like how we initially first defined it, which is a matter of communication. So don't you think that then niceness is a perceived perception rather than an innate characteristic? But I would say that I have met some really nice people, <laughs> genuinely nice to the core. Like they would do no wrong. Like they would not even <laughs> like. <laughs> but it's like, a, I think it's a very small minority of people. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think that's also my observation, which means that I also choose to think that they really are genuinely nice people. But to me, if other people will be placed in that situation, including Akela, so there's a spectrum, right? So if other people who are placed in that situation will have gone to hate, they will definitely drop their niceness. But um, I feel like a lot of people, okay, maybe not the people that I naturally gravitate to. Okay. I think my circle whom I am social work friends with, we are maybe a bit more on the not-so-nice, okay, like middle to not-so-nice side of the niceness spectrum. But I feel <laughs> okay. like there are people on the niceness spectrum that are out there that I'm maybe not super like close to that really exist. I mean, yeah, but I can't really say. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess this is then we, I mean, we want to revisit, right, where we started the conversation, which was we, we, we do have this perception that undergraduates are generally nice. But then now we're also talking about how there's a spectrum of niceness and we also observe that within our own friendships is probably actually, I agree with you, mine is a bit more uh, middle to... Not nice. Middle to not nice or so, yeah. And I think me will be the person on the ultimate spectrum of the not nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that I improved. Like my best friend told me. That's I great. became a bit kinder. She told me yes. at, She told me in the first year of work. Okay, okay. so right, do you find that that improvement is a personal change or is it a professional need? Mm, I see I don't to me right like the the line between profession professional and personal is very very thin I think I'm quite I'm quite a congruent person the person that you see me here right like if I'm funny in this way or quirky in this way I'm also probably a little quite a lot of that like in my professional capacity as well Mm -hmm. you wouldn't see like two versions of me so I feel like I feel like probably started more personal first reflecting because I think I I think for me like if it if it comes purely because I want to do my professional work better then I think that's doing an injustice to the people in my personal capacity also Mm. yeah like, mm. I don't think that's fair to them because I mean these are people that I also value in my life and I don't want them to feel like torn down or like feel hurt by my words because it's yeah. not really my intention yeah, oftentimes okay. it's just like I'm trying to convey something that I think would be helpful for you but the way that I'm conveying it is not very helpful mm, okay so it's really I see two common things like that it's like just common across whatever we've been talking about which is the whole idea of process and outcome for like both you and I, I think we are able to communicate the outcome in a, I guess in a blatant way and we'll be kind of okay with it. Um, whereas people sometimes need some intermediate steps, which is the process of how you communicate the outcome. Mm. Yeah, I mean, so, so that being said, I think I'm, com- I'm coming back to like what you just shared about when it comes to your own experience with, with, with becoming nicer or kinder. This is something that strikes me as, as really very intrinsic to social work, which is how whatever you experience in a professional area ends up becoming integrated into that personal area. 
Mm. Yeah, and I think that so so I mean the word congruence is extremely useful. Lah. It is true that within the personal and the professional identity, I think what we need to strive for as a profession is congruence. Uh, mm. I think it's very, very, very destabilizing if at one moment you are nice to your client, at another moment you are not nice to another professional. And I'm okay, when I talk about niceness, I'm talking about the way we communicate it, which means that you value both process and outcome. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I think also like for me personally, I think there is a difference in each relationship. Yeah. So I think the nature of the relationship also matters. Because I mm. think that you know when you talk to I always ask my clients, like when they when they talk to like someone at a shop versus how they talk to their kid. Mm. Or like if they talk to their kid's friend versus how they talk to their own kid. Mm. Oftentimes, they are a lot more harsher to their own kid than they are to like someone that they don't know so well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think sometimes like the intimacy of the relationship also may, may cause us to like shed some of that niceness. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which, but it goes back then to that whole idea of the the thing you shared about like oh uh, oh no lah, you have it, you take it. Oh no lah, you eat this, right? It's a very like to and fro thing. But at the end of the day, the question should be: you want or you don't want? Yeah. If you if you want, that's why I always say you want yeah. or you don't want. Yeah, you want to eat it, and if someone were to offer that to me and I want it, I'll just be like, "You sure you don't want?" The person says, "Yeah, I eat." Are we also very task oriented kind of people? Like we just want to like we want this thing. It's not yeah, that we yeah. want the thing, but like I'm offering you the option. Yeah, but if you really don't want it, then I'm just gonna get it settled. Yeah. So I, I guess it's very much more towards the whole outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Focused. Mm. Which I think like is very disruptive for some people yes like, yes yeah like which is why i think someone gave me the comment recently that i was too assertive which kind of made me wonder la, like for me it also that ultimately affects the outcome also mm. right if it's too assertive not just the outcome of um, what i'm trying to assert about but also like maybe my intention wasn't supposed to be hurtful in any way mm. yeah and then when it ends up being that way then i there's always that question of like could i have done it differently la? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think for me, I think that level of self awareness is a good place to start because then we can kind of work backwards. I mean, like in if I'm presented with another situation in which I could uh, do it differently, then I I know that I could can take a like I can pause and okay, how do I do this such that I don't come off as not nice or, or like mean or like too assertive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I get that. Okay, mm. so. So we've kind of decided that, you know, niceness is overrated. It's not all about niceness, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So maybe we can discuss what do you think are some qualities that a social worker should have and and what can we do to communicate tactfully? Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, do you have like a a list of qualities that you feel like a social worker should have? Okay, I think that the first thing that uh, that I always want to start from is... uh, is more like the intra, which is myself. And I think it's a matter of self-awareness. So I'm not going to say like, oh, niceness means being gentle. I think niceness starts with self-awareness. To realize actually what it is that is causing you, firstly, not to be nice. Or on the other hand, it could be also a fuel for like why you want to communicate something in such a blatant way. So for example, if I'm very passionate about evidence-based practice, you know, that kind of thing, then naturally I think I will drop a little bit of niceness to that because I'm like Yo, you need to get this you need to get this right so self-awareness first and foremost I think the second thing is I'm on the camp that 
that says that social workers don't always have to be nice. And I'm talking about this in context of the client-worker relationship. Uh, and so I think that there is a need for perceptivity. So why perceptivity is to be able to detect the dynamic shift. Uh, initially, I think when we come in and we let's say we get to know uh, a client, like any other relationship, we start off with, with it being very cordial, uh, being nice, mm. being interested, genuinely interested, and that doesn't end. Um, but there are moments in which I think you will need to note that there is this shift. Because like we said previously, right, this relationship is a vehicle of change. So perceptivity to be able to shift that. And I think then it comes to being able to regulate your assertiveness yeah, mm. with the client. Because if at the end of the day, both client and worker decide on a certain direction to take, then it is also a professional responsibility for the worker to be able to, I guess, assert the parameters in which the relationship moves. Mm. So those are like three things that I thought of. Like, that is very much more pertinent towards the client-worker relationship. And I guess that can be applied towards professionals as well. Self-awareness first and foremost. Um, perceptivity of how, when you need to actually assert that this is the parameters of what I will do and the parameters of what you need to do. Yeah, mm. I don't know. What do you think? I think to add on to the whole idea of perceptivity, I think it also is very client-dependent. Mm. Yeah, it's about like reading the client and also like getting a sense of what would be effective with them. Because I think for some clients, if we are too hardliner, it doesn't work. Mm. Like they just kind of like shut out. Mm. Yeah, which I, I have learned also that. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, there are also times where you cannot allow yourself uh, or the whole organization cannot allow themselves to be pushed around by a certain client's request or this on or want. Mm. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of uh, wisdom that is needed and a lot of common understanding needed to say that, you know, there are some situations where we cannot accommodate this mm. this because it's not helpful for our girls as well. Yeah. 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 And but I think generally, like my observation is that workers are quite open to assert that part, lah. Like yeah. when they know that they have the support of their their seniors and 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 above, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes it a lot easier. But I think if you're alone, right, and you don't, if you haven't spoken to anyone about it, you might feel compelled to just keep trying. What do you mean by that? I think because we always have this idea that, like you know when people come to us, they have some sort of need or vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And then we always take the, uh, at least when I started, I always took the sense of like, I have to try my best to help. Yeah. And then sometimes when they, when there are things that are expected of you beyond what you can give, you are not, it's sometimes very hard to, to recognize that it's actually beyond what you can give. Oh, so it ends up pushing you to a place where you feel you need to give more. Yeah, or not even give more necessarily, but you just can't give what they want. Like, mm. it's not your place to give that. So it's a whole idea of expectations. Yeah, and it could, and I find the challenge for me is especially for like transfer cases. Yeah, mm. because they have that experience of working with another worker mm-hmm. and the worker may have had that assessment based on like that many years of working, right? But I don't have that same reservoir of information mm. to to accord as much assistance as how someone else may have in the past. Mm. Yeah. And based off my assessment of what the current situation is, like uh maybe the client doesn't require what they want. La. Yeah. Mm. And then to be able to put a stand down and say like mm, that we won't be able to help you in this area. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I think that's a very difficult thing to do. I find it especially so for transfer cases. Mm, yeah, mm. because they have a, had a past experience that like informs their expectations. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, I think if at the end of the day we push this question to people, I think most of them will say, oh, it depends on the context. And so I think it really goes back down to the purpose of why is someone nice. If the purpose of... I always come back to this and I think that our... The currency in which we function in in our sector is not money, but I think it's human relationships. And so I think it's... Sure, niceness can be a method of communicating it. But the question is, do you actually value what the other person is saying? Uh, mm. And I think that transcends niceness. So it's kind of like the genuinity. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I strive to be. So I think that should be the ultimate question. Or is why does this value to you? And can you then compromise on this value for the greater good of everything? Yeah. Mm. So that's where I go from. So it doesn't... And I apply that to myself as well. Like, so for example, if I have a really... Think, I think to myself it's a very brilliant idea and I spent two years working on it. But if at the end of the day, it's not the direction in which maybe the FSC is going or maybe my client wants to go. I have to say so be it. Lah. Yeah, because it is, I'm, I'm valuing them above myself. Yeah. So maybe on the end, maybe I'm actually nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think, I think everyone has nice moments. Yeah, I think it's very hard to Okay, they're definitely, yeah, I think there are definitely people who are 24-7 nice. There are like a minority of people that are out there. But I think for the majority of social workers at least, I'm not going to talk about the rest of the population. Yeah. Um, we all have some not so nice moments. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think yeah. it's okay. We must say that it's okay not to not be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the most important thing is like, we try our best to make it an informed, not so nice moment. Yes. Like, yeah, this is so, why I'm not so nice. Yeah, it has an objective and purpose to it rather exactly. than a mere reaction. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but I, I do think um, there is something very artful about communicating that is important. Mm. Yeah, like, just now I was talking about that person that injected a lot of warmth before the criticism, right? I think there's a lot of beauty in being able to, to communicate a criticism or a critique in a way that ultimately becomes helpful. Mm, yeah. Mm. Because if we are really here to help people, be it our colleagues, or other professionals or the client, mm. like we need to do it in a way that is effective. La. And yeah. we need to have that self-awareness to realize like when it's not effective mm. and what we need to do to make it more effective. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. And I think that's actually a very good middle ground for us to, to end on. Mm. Do yeah. you have any like final words of encouragement to people who don't see themselves as nice, but they want to enter into the profession? I think that my encouragement to them is that social work is a process. And the process, I think, has to start with the individual rather than the individual in relation to the client. Um, I think it's examining your own beliefs or uh, mm-hmm. And why why do you value that so much? And can you compromise that? Uh, I think that if you still stick very tightly to it and you are not able to vary it, I think that can be a challenge in the future because then can you really prefer the other person, the other professional, the other client over yourself? Uh, and I don't think that's the way to go like, when it comes to social 
when it comes to serving people in, in, in general, doesn't even have to be in social service. Yeah, so that's my encouragement for people. It starts with us. And I think that's something that I would reflect that is um, on our own owners to do when it comes to like our undergraduate period. That is something I would love to see more people do, which is to examine their own selves. Yeah, to start there and then and then actually like how we did, right? We spoke and then we reached a kind of like a middle ground that we both realized that mm, this is something we can buy, uh, yeah. buy into. And I thought that, yeah, if there's this process of it, uh, then at least this gives myself more congruence in moving to the professional mm. workforce. Yeah. So ultimately it's self-awareness, genuinity. Yeah, perceptivity. Congruence. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it also helps to have people to kind of either affirm or like, uh, critique you like people mm. that you trust because I think sometimes the self-awareness but we might not really have yes yeah so I think it helps when we have other people to kind of buffer that uh, and, and give us inputs to our blind spots agreed agreed yeah okay I think we were supposed to talk about compassion fatigue but I think maybe we'll just end here for now yeah uh, and if it's something that we want to dive into next time we can yeah. yeah, so I guess we are saying goodbye. Yeah, so that comes to the end of our episode. Bye. Bye. You've just listened to another episode of Social Work Made Accessible. We would love to hear your thoughts on anything that we've shared. You can reach us at swmadeaccessible at gmail.com or drop us a follow and a DM at swmadeaccessible on Instagram. And don't forget to join us in the next episode.